following Healthy Pigs podcast. Hello and welcome to the Growing Healthy Pigs podcast. I'm Ingrid Potter, Key Account Manager for Pigs at MSD Animal Health UK. This is the podcast that talks about key industry news and updates within the pig sector. In this special episode, we're giving a preview of what to expect from our upcoming Gut Health Roadshow taking place in September. By discussing the importance of gut health in pigs and the benefits good gut health can have on productivity, performance and welfare. So if you're listening to us in the shed, tractor or in your kitchen while you rustle up some dinner, get comfy and stay tuned. So due to the current economic crisis, it has never been more important that our pigs are making the most of their feed. The health and productivity of our pigs starts with the guts, and I am pleased to welcome to the show today Claire Gockroger, gut health expert from Cargill Animal Nutrition and Mark Jagger, water advisor at BQP, to give you a little insight into why you ought to be coming along to our autumn gut health roadshow. So welcome, guys. Thanks for joining us today. Rather than me stumbling through a, a, a stinted uh, introduction, if I could just pass over to you guys to make your introductions. Claire. Hi, so yep, as Ingrid said, I'm Claire Gawkwadger from Cargill Animal Nutrition. Um, My role at Cargill is an R&D scientist, so I'm responsible for designing and running the trials for the UK and also sort of overseeing any technical support along with my colleagues for our our commercial team. Fabulous, Claire. Thanks for joining us today. And Mark. Hi, I'm Mark Jagger. I have no qualifications to my name in regards to water other than working on it practically for the last five or six years in pig finishing accommodation throughout the UK, predominantly on BQP farms. And during the talk, I'll be um, very much talking about what I found, both good and bad. I think we can learn a lot from seeing the bad as long as it's anonymised. And yeah, looking forward to this talk. Fabulous. Well, thank you, Mark. Really glad you could both join us today. So firstly, I really want us to talk a little bit about what the term gut health means. So Claire, I think you're probably best placed to start us off. So to me, it's the optimal functioning of the gastrointestinal tract, specifically if we think about the small and the large intestine and its ability to absorb and digest the maximum amount of nutrients from the feed. And so if we're going to achieve this, it's really got to be sort of combined effort in terms of optimal gut physiology and integrity. Your microbiota community composition, which we will talk a little bit about sort of in the in the roadshow, but also the inflammatory status as well. So if we get at least three things right, we're really sort of pushing on for good gut health. So and why, when we talk about gut health, why is it so important? I think you sort of touched on it in the introduction. So, you know, we are in a bit of an economic crisis at the minute. Feed prices are going up, um, have been going up. And so really, now more than ever, we've got to think about our food as an investment. So it's how do we get the best out of our investment now on farm, particularly for our pigs? So if the gut isn't functioning on all cylinders, you're never really going to get the best out of your investment. So if we can get gut health there, we're really going to set those pigs up to fly. Absolutely. And and from, from both your experiences on farm, do you think producers are aware of the impact of gut health? And do they know what they should be doing to improve it? I think for me, I think we need to offer sort of credit to our producers. They know and they recognise when gut health is off, you know, and what, what the pigs look like. Pigs will tell you if, you know, if there's something wrong. But I think in terms of 
doing more I think we can always do more and I think that's particularly working as allied sectors down to producers down to stockmen in terms of education if we understand gut health in more detail then things like say from nutrition side what we're recommending it all makes a bit more sense and we can kind of really push that gut health knowledge and then what's best for our pigs and then pigs to do the best they can. Absolutely and Mark is that echoed by your point of view? I'd, I'd second that yes the producers certainly know when it's gone wrong sometimes though I do feel that maybe they haven't put things in place especially with the water lines and that's where I'm focusing on that actually if you've washed your buildings that's great but if you haven't cleaned your water lines everything Claire's going to tell you about is a total waste of time if you've just in- infected them with salmonella or E. coli through poor water before we even get any of Claire's products or any other products down there to try and benefit the gut. So I think, you know, it, it is, the farmers are very aware when things go wrong, yeah. but maybe not quite so aware what they do prior to a batch starting can affect the batch within the first two or three weeks of the batch. So, yeah, I think we've got some work to do yet. Teaching ourselves, learning ourselves and firing stuff, talking to other people and saying, I did this and it worked. I think we've got to be open and honest about what we do. Yeah, agreed. I think like knowledge is power, really. Like, you know, if you're not measuring it, you're not recording it, or you're not getting the basics right, how can we expect to then go to the next level in terms of promoting gut health and productivity for not always doing the basics? I think sometimes those get missed out. And then you're wondering, oh, why are we falling off a cliff here? Well, it's not just one sort of answer. Quite often it's a multifactorial problem and you need to just slowly go through methodically, right, are we doing this, this and this? You know, as Mark said, happy check your water lines, watch your flow rates, all these kind of things as well. Combined approach, I think. Absolutely. And for, from your point of view, again, out on farm, I mean, I know you guys are kind of the eyes and ears out there. You know, we've talked a little bit about our our, our most important, our kind of invisible nutrient, if you will, our water you know, obviously nutrition is incredibly important. What do you guys see out there with regards subclinical disease? I mean, do you think farmers are aware of this concept of subclinical disease in the gut and how that can be affecting their performance? Do you see diagnostics going out on out there in the field? I can only speak mainly as um, the bed and breakfast system. I don't know too much on the independent sectors. I think one one of the, th- the problems we've had historically, especially over the last three years, is way too many piglets and not enough finishing barns to put them in. So as a result of which, there has been a very quick turnover on barns. Probably the job hasn't been done as well as it should be. And I, I see the roadshow very much as a let's reset. Let's have a relook at this. Let's actually turn around to are people who are trying to get the piglets in and say, whoa, 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 slow down by two or three days. Let's get the lines clean. Let's get the sheds clean. Let's get actually the old feed sucked out and new feed that's correct for that piglet put in. I think there's been a little bit of abuse of the the system um, and we need to reset that. Independent wise, I can't speak for those guys. Um, I don't see any independent farmers, um, but I'm sure, you know, some of the stuff that I've talked about in the past, on other roadshows, it's been predominantly independent farmers and they've taken some good messages away. Absolutely. And I think this roadshow is really going to offer the opportunity, as you guys have said, to learn from what's been going on, especially in the big industry, especially with your experiences, Mark, of, of the big integrator. I think certainly what I've seen is you're absolutely right about gut health. You know, our farmers are aware something's going on. And even on the best farms, when you see that they're really 
taking their time, really checking their water lines, making sure the right water is getting to their pigs, making sure they're preparing their gut with nutrition before weaning and then their pigs are falling down and there's this kind of black hole where there's a maybe lack of understanding about the impact of subclinical disease. It's something certainly that um, MSD will be um, presenting at the Gut Health Roadshow, certainly looking at things like ileitis. You know, we know we have 100% prevalence of ileitis on UK farms, and we know that can then add to huge um, production losses on farms. So certainly from our point of view, I think that for me, it's this idea of this toolkit, these three factors in this toolkit adding to this ideal solution for our listeners. Well, I think as well, going back to like your original question of, you know, do you, th- do you think farmers are really aware of subclinical challenge? I think, yeah, they're aware it's there. You know, like as you just said, you know, pigs are not necessarily falling off a cliff, but growth or efficiency, FCR, or your growth figures are perhaps not quite there. Growth finishes stage, particularly where you are sort of clamping down on that, that wee bit more, is that perhaps it is or something's rumbling through, but we're not quite sure what it is. And I think, you know, your vets are on it with trying to diagnose what those problems are. But I think definitely heightening up of, you know, are you seeing this on farm? You know, are your intakes there, but your growth seems to have come back by X number of grams a day? And this is, you know, kind of what you'll talk about with, with your section of the roadshow that like actually people are like, oh, yeah, actually, that, that kind of sounds like me. Or yeah, we have changed the water and it's fine. We have looked at the diet specs and the nutritionist is sure that's fine. But it's we're still not quite where we need to be. I think, yeah, going sort of through that and explain just how hungry that immune system is. If you've got a challenge going on, how much that will suck away from your growth is really, really quite important to perhaps get across. If I may put in, the production of a pig, 70 percent of it is in the after weaning. 70% of your cost is after weaning. And what I like about this roadshow is that actually we're talking about that period, the unsexy part of pig keeping. And I think there's some really low hanging fruit, whether you're an independent sector, whether you're bed and breakfast farmer, all our guys are paid on FCRs. So actually there's some low hanging fruit here. And, and, and you know, if, you're, if you are bed and breakfast farmer, and you come along to this roadshow, you should be then saying, well, actually, I don't think the firm that I'm dealing with is doing this right. And speak to your fieldsman, try and move it forwards. If you're an independent, speak to your vet. Let's try and get a lower cost of production out of these pigs. HDB, say 250. Well, we need to drop that price if we can. We can't just turn around to our consumers who the shopping basket is going higher and higher and higher all the time and say, well, pay it because they're not going to pay it. We've got to reduce our cost of production. Yeah, I think and we're only going to really do that if we've got the sort of attention to detail the whole way through. It's not like I will probably talk more about getting your weaners set and ready to go and the ramifications of that looking into your growth stage. But it's it has to be the whole way through. You can't just take your foot off the gas when you get to grow finishes. You know, like as you said, that's 70 percent of your time. Think of how much your feed costs contribute to overall cost of production now. We really need to make the most out of that investment in the feed. So it's yeah. A whole whole sort of system approach but we're not going to do that if you don't understand why you're doing it there's no point in us constantly telling people oh you know try this do this do this if they don't understand why you're doing it you're never really going to fully invest your own time in doing that on farm absolutely totally agree with with what you've both said and certainly it's something um, <clears throat> that we talk about it's this invisible pig and you know we spend so much time and our producers spend so much time putting everything into that breeding stage and how many pigs for sale per year and how many pigs weaned and prepping the gut at that stage and then 
they just become invisible. Which brings me nicely onto my next point. How do you think we do as an industry about monitoring um, and promoting the importance of good gut health right through our system? And I guess here we're talking a little bit about the data we collect and the data that we use and how we analyse that data to inform management decisions on farm. I don't think we do. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Claire. You summed it up nicely. I don't think we do neither. Um, I, I think we'll spend a lot of money on apps to do recording in firing houses, recording in everything pre-weaning. How many farms have got load cells on the bulk bins? How many farms have got actually a system to record water and the, the amount of water that the pigs are drinking? How many farms actually tie in with, there's a pig died in that shed, so therefore how much water I've drank in that shed has changed because you've maybe lost one pig or you maybe lost 10 pigs out of a thousand all of this is stuff that's really i think very exciting it's going to happen in the next 10 years and um the sooner it happens the better uh, especially for the guys that are producing these pigs who are in the finishing sector whether you're a big corporation or whether you're just a little independent farmer you've got to actually know where your costs are going and you know if you've got feed cells on your bins and your pigs are eating, a, a, you know, a feed intake of, say, 2.5. Well, you can ask a question. Why is it going down the slat? Is my hoppers badly adjusted? Are my pigs eating food that someone's just trodden on that's, you know, just come out the dunging passage? All of those questions need to be asked. And we need to get that system of recording data, large scale data that actually means something. It's not just recorded and stored on a server somewhere and never looked at. It's got to be looked at as well. It's got to be analysed. And I'd I'd, I'd come in and say some of our allied industries are maybe not pushing hard enough. I've gone on to a few independents due to the financial concerns of going on at the moment. And you you sort of look at the feed wastage or the dirty drinkers that are there and saying, are none of the audit bodies having a chat to you about this? Is your farm vet not having a chat to you about this? They, they, you know, no one seems to be talking about it and leaving the poor independent guy suffering and, and, and he's, he's struggling to keep his head above water at the minute. And, you know, come on, Red Tractor, come on, Freedom Foods, come on, your independent vets. Let's talk about how we can improve performance in the finishing house. Absolutely. I think Just a personal good. opinion. But even if you've got water, it's just like systems where you can look at water flow and monitor it. You look for patterns as well. You get to like, you know, the stop and we know his pigs walking through. But actually, what are they telling you? And the things you can get from even like monitoring water intakes. Pigs are very much in a pattern. They've got a routine in the day. If you start to look for little blips, quite often you can get blips just if you've got a subclinical challenge or you've got a challenge coming. They'll be telling you in their behaviour a couple of days before you're seeing it in the shed. Or if something's going wrong because those pigs are upset, that's obviously going to help your performance as well. And you can look back and see, oh, water was all over the shop here. What what happened that day? Or like you can so you can start to really tie it back. So it's understanding your data as well. Like what is this showing you? Not just getting it analysed, but understanding what that actually means in terms of practice too. And it needs to be live data. If yeah. if your pigs are going off water. And I'll, t- I'll touch on this in the, in, in the talk. But if your pigs are going off water, you don't want to know six months later. You want to know that day and the next day and the next day. And um, then you can actually do something about it to preempt, say, a disease, say, a gut health problem coming into the bounce. 
Absolutely. And I think so. I mean, from what I've heard you say, and it's something um, I say that I'm certainly researching myself at the moment is about how we can use behaviour and feeding locomotory uh, drinking behaviours as as parameters to preempt ill health in pigs. And and I think from what we've discussed here, we all we all agree. But but the truth of the matter is our producers don't have the tools. Yeah, I'd say so. Tools and also understanding of what to look for as well. It's all, you know, even sometimes you can with someone with a load of technical knowledge, if they don't understand that or what that actually means real time, you've wasted everybody's time. It's a case of A, having recording it, and B, understanding that data. What are you looking for? What is a good change? What is a bad change? What does this mean in practice? And what's your feeling at the moment? Because, I mean, I absolutely think that data is going to be key to driving success, especially in the later stages of growing. Do you think our Gut Health Roadshow will drive interest in investing in this sort of data, especially in the difficult economic climates that we find ourselves? I find it interesting on, um, I can only speak again for the bed and breakfast systems. We've got some of the farmers actually sat there now saying they want to have load cells on their bulk bins. Actually not for getting that how much they're eating per day but actually ordering the food and not running out um which again has a massive impact if you run out of feet and mills are are the same as all the rest of us they're they're running on less and less people manpower driving everything harder so your risk of running out of food is getting higher so these guys are wanting to do that but actually they're already the, the guys that are wanting to do that are already logging their water how much water they're using and I think then they will be seeing that correlation of feed intake, water intake, health. And we'll, we've, we've found it with the ones that are logging water. They get a vet on farm before you actually see a problem. So that subclinical point, yep. you've seen your water go off for three days. You've seen your feed now starting to dip as well. That actually they're getting a vet out and doing some work on the pigs preferably before you've got a rook of dead pigs lying on the floor absolutely absolutely and I, I think this certainly um from from our perspective if we can help farmers understand that early onset of of changes in behaviors that can then encourage diagnostics to start as you say early on in that process hopefully we'll be able to diagnose what's going on before it actually becomes an issue from the roadshow perspective as well for me it's all about trying to perhaps instill that level of knowledge that perhaps we can never achieve in a farm visit so if we're all sat in a room together yes we bang on about certain like technical terms and things do you actually understand what that means and I think most of them probably do but equally if we put some data behind it and say you know like we would recommend x y and z this is important for gut health because blah 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 if we've now got it in graphical terms what does this mean in terms of what you can see on farm what uplift might you see in performance and getting those sort of visuals in their brain and being like, right, OK, I get it now. I understand. I like trying to make sure, you know, what benefits can you see from getting those basic things right? Um, you know, what what does that mean? So making sure your water lines are clean, making sure your troughs are, you know, like you've properly washed down, disinfected. Because if you've got subclinical challenge left over at weaning or even going into the fatness shed, what can this mean for pulling down performance and actually putting some numbers on it? visuals that's what I'm hoping that we'll kind of get with the roadshow and people think right okay I need to go away and have a bit of a rethink and then also bringing in again the sort of the recording more more sort of data analysis afterwards but we need to get those basics right first. 
But, uh, you know, as Mark said, the recording is key. If you don't know what you're doing now, how can you improve on it? No, I absolutely agree, Claire. Thank you for that. So gut health is certainly a multifactorial issue. So let's just finish off with a little teaser about what our listeners can expect to hear more about at our Gut Health Roadshow. But no spoilers, guys. So, Mark, over to you. Can you tell our listeners what they expect to hear from you? Basically, the law. I will start on the law because I can get prosecuted for not telling you. Good starting place, Mark. Good starting place. And and I think after speaking to Yorkshire Water, because we were opposite them in the Driffield show last week, they are going to start going around farmers. So take that on board. You might not like it, but it is important. And then moving on, why we went down the route we did on a medication system that we use. As I say, it's all practical stuff. It's not academic stuff lots of pictures lots of videos then um i think i'll i'll make claire's day by banging up a um, drinking pattern of how much the pigs are drinking during the day and maybe some farmers practically aren't aware that pigs drink at certain times of day and there are peak points um and they're not usually that point when your assessor is pressing the drinker nipple with a um jug under it um checking your water flow i'll then talk about water flow and how you can ascertain that you're getting the correct levels of water flow down your water line and the reasons why i'm looking at that amount of water down your water line and i will touch on what's out there what's available what we're doing as a business we're open and frank about what we're doing as a business it's not a great deal of money to to actually set these things up on farm and and then really it doesn't have to cost an arm and a leg to actually get this data back to you um i think there is a push by certain companies now to have apps that you pay a subscription charge of sort of 30 pound a month that is too much that is too much you can get it done cheaper and i'll talk about that as well Fantastic. We look forward to it, Mark. So, Claire, can you take us through a little bit um, about what you'll be talking about at our Gut Health Roadshow? Okay, so mine is going to focus on the, as Mark said earlier, the sexy part of pig production. We're trying to try try and cover a little bit the whole range, but we will do a little bit of the sexy part. Um, So a little bit about cracking creek feed intakes and then why do we bang on about it all the time as a nutrition company? What does this mean for post-weaning performance, but also sort of gut and microbiota development? You hear microbiota has been whizzed around quite a lot, but a little bit of understanding of what the actual microbiota is. What does it do? How does it contribute to overall pig health and performance? And how you can go about sort of encouraging creep feed intakes. Um, We'll then also talk a bit about sort of gut structure and microbiota change post-weaning and the effects of sort of feed type and macronutrients uh, within that and on gut health as well. I'm then going to sort of finish off by sort of talk about my personal favourite topic, small pigs. They are a pain in the bum for everybody. Everyone's got them. They're a pain. So how can we sort of mediate that on farm? A few ideas of how you can feed those pigs slightly differently to really encourage growth and try and close that gap in terms of variability within batch as well. And that will kind of be me covered off. Fantastic. Well, I certainly am excited to hear that talk, Claire. And from kind of a final tool in the toolkit, you know, we will be talking about the practical aspects of subclinical disease on farm, what that looks like for our farmer and the kind of unseen costs that are happening to your production system because of subclinical disease. We'll then be looking at how you can get a return investment from vaccination um, and especially in this 
challenging economic climate, how we cannot afford to be losing production weight to a subclinical disease. And so hopefully that will round up the session nicely. And what we will also be doing is hearing from some of our producers in the industry who have been tackling subclinical disease and have got some really good stories to tell about pros and cons. So a big thanks to our, our guests on our programme today, Mark and Claire, and we look forward to seeing you in September. Thanks, Ingrid. Thanks, Ingrid. What I would like to say just before we leave, if you come to an event and learn just one thing, it's worthwhile coming. Goodbye. Absolutely. Hope to see you. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. I think it is safe to say that in the current climate where costs are escalating, prioritising gut health can make a huge difference to the farmer's pocket. If you would like to find out more about the main causes of poor gut health and how small changes can make big differences, join us at our No Feed to Waste Autumn Gut Health Roadshow. The Gut Health Roadshow is a free event open to all pig producers and vets. The roadshow will be held at two separate locations. The first event will be held near Norwich on Tuesday the 20th of September and our second roadshow will be held near York on the 26th of September. To register your interest in either event please email ukpigteam at msd.com. Thank you for listening to the Growing Healthy Pigs podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on your chosen platform and follow us on LinkedIn for regular updates on the pig industry, plus the latest tips for our ambassador farmers. See you next time. The Growing Healthy Pigs podcast. 